Hi, I'm John Elsesser, Executive Director of IMPEA, and welcome back to another edition of the State House Express. Well, with the Super Bowl right around the corner, we find ourselves coming out of halftime of the 2022 legislative session. At State House, we refer to that as crossover. Any bills that passed out of one chamber now move to the second chamber and start the process all over again. Strategically, this allows us to fix things in bills that we weren't happy with coming out of the first chamber. I was asked by a school leader, well, if it's halftime, what's the score? My response was, we're just slightly ahead. And we're slightly ahead primarily because we are able to steer clear of some of the more controversial bills heard in the first half of the session. We did have some wins and some losses, which I'll discuss in more detail when I review the bills that we're watching closely. At crossover, any bill that didn't pass out of the original chamber is considered dead. Before crossover, we were tracking about 33 bills. Now, in the second half of the session, that number's been reduced to 14. Thank goodness. One bill that did pass out of the Senate and that we were heavily engaged in was Senate Bill 331. I call it the ESA fix-up bill. As you know, the General Assembly in 2021 passed a budget that added a new school choice program slated to open in 22-23 school year, the Education Scholarship Account Program. Initially, after the last session, our energies were focused on the significant changes to the voucher and the tax credit program. But as we enter 2022, our focus is shifting now to the new ESA rollout. As we've shared previously, we've been working closely with the State Treasurer's Office to ensure the program would work from a non-public schools perspective. We had a number of concerns with the original language. The folks in the Treasurer's Office listened to our concerns and attempted to address them in Senate Bill 331. Unfortunately, a number of those fixes were stripped out in the Senate Appropriations Committee. Simply, the fixes dealt with things like the APC dollars, tuition payment priority, and the surety bond requirement. It's our hope that we can get some of those fixes back into the bill on the House side. It's very important that school leaders become familiar with the new ESA program so that you can make informed decisions about participation. The program will be rolled out soon and you'll be facing these important decisions before you know it. Another bill that we're watching closely is House Bill 1041, which deals with gender identity and sports participation. This bill passed out of the House by a vote of 66 to 30. It's intended to prohibit biological males who transition to females from participating in female sports. One of our concerns is it puts the responsibility on schools to designate sports by gender or as co-ed, as well as requiring the school to establish a local grievance procedure if someone tries to violate the intent of the legislation. The bill was controversial and when heard in the House Education Committee and had quite a few people testifying, probably over about a four-hour period. Senate Bill 123 deals with dyslexia screening. Non-public schools were removed from that bill in the Senate Education Committee, although we do see it as a best practice and would encourage schools to utilize that practice even though it's not required of us by state law. Senate Bill 167 and House Bill 1134, which are CRT response bills, do not include non-public schools, thank goodness. 
Senate Bill 167 died in the Senate, and there's some supposition if House Bill 1134 might face the same demise as it makes its way over to the Senate as well. Senate Bill 1093 has some language in it dealing with school resource officers, but the current language doesn't really apply to non-public schools. Senate Bill 115 deals with employee misconduct. It requires all types of schools to have a policy that prohibits the hiring or continued employment of folks who have committed one of a long list of crimes that necessitate the loss of their licensure. Well, I think that's enough for now as we gear up for the second half of the legislative session. So be ready to engage if we need your non-public school voice to address bills in this second half. Remember, we are always stronger together and when we speak with one voice. So until the next stop on the Statehouse Express, stay informed and stay engaged. We're counting on you. See you next time.